Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles will show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, you just swap them out for more new-to-use styles. Since having kids, I have kind of lost my personal style and I'm using Armoire to help me find it again while trying out different brands and styles without having to add more physical stuff to my wardrobe. And I have a few events that are coming up that I know I am going to want some fancier items to wear than the items that I own. And I don't really want to go shopping for items that are going to sit in my closet without being worn after that one day. I hate the waste that that creates and I love that Armoire allows you to rent high quality designer clothing for any occasion and then send it back. I'm just really grateful that I have Armoire to help me dress for the occasion without having to add something to my closet permanently that I know I'm only gonna be wearing once. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armwire.style slash minimalish. That's armwire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armwire today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Life is full. It's full of beautiful moments, hard moments, and a whole lot of mundane in between. Often we find ourselves going through the motions and we end up seeing mostly the hard, mostly the boring, and failing to see the good in our days at all. With Intention is a podcast about changing the narrative. I'm your host, Desiree, and I'm no expert at living intentionally. I'm just here to share my personal learnings alongside stories from others about how we're learning to see the beauty in the mundane, celebrate our beautiful, ordinary, everyday lives, and approach every aspect of them with intention. We'll talk about things like motherhood and family, reflecting and taking care of ourselves, our work, our homes, all the things that make up our days. My hope is that you'll leave our conversations reminded that our beautiful, hard, ordinary, mundane days, this messy life, it's full of good and it's full of purpose and it's meant to be lived well with the utmost intention. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get to today's episode. Hi friend, welcome back to With Intention. I'm your host, Desiree, and I am so glad you're here today. Today I'm going to talk to you about one of my favorite subjects, which is work. 
specifically working from home. I have worked from home in some form or another for four years now, I wanna say. I have worked from home before I had kids part-time, and I also was working out of the home as a teacher during that time. And then I worked from home with my two-year-old, kind of doing my own thing, working for myself. I also worked for a couple of companies during that time as well, so I was all over the board. And then now I work full-time from home for a public charter school. So I have been in a lot of different work-from-home situations, and I'm excited to share just five things that I've learned for two different situations, so really it's 10 things total. So what I'm gonna do in this episode is I'm gonna break it up. The first part of this episode, I'm gonna talk about some hacks for someone who works from home full-time. Now, whether this is your all-the-time situation or this is something that you have to do because of COVID or this is something that you do some days and other days you work in an office, I'm hoping that some of these hacks will resonate with you. These are just things that I have learned that help me be productive and be purposeful with my time and my work while I'm working from home. The second half of the episode, I'm gonna talk about working in the margins with kids at home. So this is what I did for the past two years. I kind of found little parts of my day where I could fit in work, and this is a whole different beast. Both of these things, honestly, are hard. Working from home never came easy to me. It's always something I wanted to do. It's always something that interested me. It was always something that seemed fun to me. I love being home. I'm a homebody, but it's not something that I was naturally good at from the start. I tend to distract easily. I hate to admit it, but it's true. I am a procrastinator. These things make working from home harder for me. I have had to find things that work. And so in that process, I decided it is time to share those things. Now, I know I've shared about working from home in some form or another on this podcast in the past, but as we get into, first of all, the more wintry months, motivation tends to be a little bit more lacking, at least that's my experience. So I thought maybe this could be helpful in our transition to colder weather, but also COVID is getting crazy again, and I'm just assuming that more people will end up working from home again, even if you're in an office right now. So if that's the case, I hope you can lean on this episode for just some inspiration and some help. First thing I wanna talk about is whether you're working from home all day, full-time, or you are working from home in the margins and you've got kids at home and you've got like crazy things going on and you just have to find a time to work in the margins, this is for everybody. The first thing is mindset. If we can get ourselves into a grateful place for this thing called the internet and this ability to work in the warmth of our own homes, to be able to take care of our families when we need to and still work, that's something to be grateful for. And though it is hard, it's something that we can put ourselves in a posture of gratitude and see it in a different light. Instead of dwelling on the hard things about working from home, let's get ourselves in a place of gratitude. We get to do this. Other generations before us did not get to do this. This is a privilege. This is really a cool thing. The second thing that applies either way, and really I think a lot of the tips in both categories are going to apply across the board, but the second thing that applies either way, the second thing I want you to get thinking about before we really divide this up into two different sections is you need to know yourself. When it comes to how you're gonna structure your day, the tips that I give today, they might not all work for you. Some of them might, some of them might not. 
But what you need to do is reflect on who you are and what works best for you. And maybe you're thinking like, I don't know what works best for me. That's why I'm listening to this episode. But I want you to take the next week or two, if you are working from home, and just notice, when do you feel the most creative? When do you feel the most productive? When do you feel like you can power through work? And then what time of day do you feel tired? What time of day do you feel like you are about to fall asleep and you are not going to make it another minute? What type time of day do you distract easily? Because from there, most jobs when you're working from home are a little more flexible than when you are in office or working full-time outside of the home or even working part-time outside of the home. So from there, you're going to kind of build your time management techniques and build your schedule in a way that works for you so that you are the most productive and the most effective and the most intentional in your workday. So just take notice and learn about yourself and your own work habits over the next couple of weeks and kind of take these next tips that I go through the the episode and, and give you and take them with a grain of salt, but kind of hold on to them and think about, okay, how can I use these in a way that's going to be most helpful to me Is this going to be helpful to me? Is this not going to work for me? Because I am coming from the perspective of one person who, like I said, is distractible, is a procrastinator. So some of these things aren't just aren't going to apply to you. So my first and foremost tip is, of course, be grateful that you get to do this and to learn about yourself, your own work habits, get to know yourself and build on from there. Okay, moving on, we are going to talk for the next few minutes about working from home when you are working full time all day long from your home. There are roadblocks that come up. You may be also stuck at home trying to work full day with the distractions of children around you. And you may be stuck working from home all day and feel like you are much more productive when you are surrounded by your coworkers. I get it. It's not ideal for everyone but we still can check our mindsets. My first tip is to set yourself up for a productive day. Just use some sort of planner and plan out your day. What appointments might you have? What meetings do you have? What are the most important tasks that you need to get done? Set up a schedule for yourself. What time are you going to do those things? This seems obvious, I get it. This is not a revolutionary tip in any sort of way, but when you're working from home, your schedule might not be as set as it is if you're working from an office. So you need to make a schedule for yourself if you're going to manage your time well and make sure you get everything done. Okay, so plan it out. And along with this whole planning thing goes a to-do list. You know, the simple things that are maybe Easily part of our schedule if we are going into an office every day, if you are all of a sudden taken from that office because of coronavirus, or if your full-time work from home day is your normal day, sometimes I think we just don't think of it. Uh, It's just a more relaxed environment. It's easy to just turn on the computer and start the day without even really thinking about what needs done today, checking on my meetings, putting it all down in a schedule, And actually, you know, following that schedule to the best of your ability as well. Number two, and this kind of goes along with number one, something that I've found helpful because my job as an online teacher, I I have so many different responsibilities and sometimes that just overwhelms me. 
I set one to two goals for myself each day. So I know many of our jobs are probably like that. There are a million different things we're responsible for. So just set one to two overall goals for yourself. What is the most important thing or the two most important things that you need to focus on today? Again, this is something that you set during that planning time that you would do at the very beginning of your workday. Number three is a little time management hack that I actually learned from my friend, Diana, who is who can be found uh, on Instagram at the Decluttered Mom? She is she is great with time management, and I also use her planner. So if you need a good planner to use, uh, it has like a place for a schedule and everything. Go find her. I'm giving all of the recommendations for her. She had given this advice to use a Pomodoro timer. So what the Pomodoro method is, it's a time management method. It was developed by someone named Francesco Cirillo. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. And it's basically just using a timer to break down your time into sets of work time and break time. So the typical sets for that is 25 minutes on, five minutes off, 25 minutes of work, five minute break. And then you are working on one task until that timer is complete. So it's not just like, oh, I'm gonna be on my computer and try to get a few things done in this 25 minutes. You're working on one task. So for me, an example could be, I am working on grading for 25 minutes straight, and then I'm gonna take a five minute break. But then I'm gonna come back to that same task again for another 25 minutes. Okay, obviously there is a chance that you might get done with that task within 25 minutes or more, but if you are working on a larger project or a larger task, then the goal is to do this for four sets, basically. So you're doing four 25-minute sessions with five-minute breaks in between on the same task until you complete it, and then you can take a longer break after that, maybe a 15-minute break after that four 25-minute sessions with the five-minute breaks in between is done. This just helps kind of like reset your mind, and it goes along with the idea that we actually can't focus on one thing for hours and hours and hours or even just one hour without our brain automatically getting distracted anyways. You might not think you're getting distracted. You might think you're still being productive, but you'll see that you know something happens, whether you pick up your phone and scroll Instagram for a few minutes or you check the news or something. I don't know, something is gonna happen. You're gonna get distracted somehow. So this method is built in like five minute little, okay, you can distract yourself. Like give yourself a little break, do something else, reset your mind, and then you can go these 25 more minutes of focus time. Plus the timer itself really helps with just keeping us focused, knowing that there is an end point to this focus time. That at least helps me stay focused. Okay, the next tip I have, if you are working full-time all day from home, move your body. Let's say you're using the Pomodoro method. Those five-minute breaks, stand up. Um, walk in place. Have a step counter. That Have a step counter. That really helps me because if I sit all day, it is so depressing how many steps I get, and I know that that's not good for me. I know that mentally I am less focused I am like my health is deteriorating as we speak. If I do not stand up and walk in place or take a short walk when you have a longer interval, like take a 15 minute walk, you'll get a mile. You could get a mile in 15 minutes, like take a walk or at least 
walk in place a little bit, walk all over your house, you know, you are able to take a five-minute break in most most jobs. You could take a five-minute break every once in a while without penalty. You could even take a 15-minute break every once in a while, like a couple times a day, or a 10 minutes, you know, anywhere in between there. Any break that you can give yourself to get up and move, or even have a standing desk, or prop your computer up on like some kind of basket so that you can stand and watch a training or walk in place and watch a training or walk in place and answer an email or two. I walk in place and grade. I made myself a treadmill desk so that I can do that because I just know that if I sit all day, I am not as focused if I'm not moving my body. My husband's a PE teacher. He preaches and preaches that movement helps us get focused. We are meant to move. We're not meant to sit all day. So I cannot say this enough and I'm preaching to myself because it is so easy to think I don't have five minutes or you know I'll just do this in another hour or whatever and it gets to the end of the day and I have like 3,000 steps and I'm kind of disgusted by the whole thing so get up move it's okay you can take these five minute breaks every once in a while to move your body or you can just stand have a standing desk if you really can't take the break or make yourself a standing desk so that you can walk in place every once in a while or at least at least you're standing which is better than sitting all day long okay sorry to get on my soapbox there but number five is rewarding yourself and maybe this is counterintuitive to the moving your body if you would reward yourself with food but Reward yourself with something, whether that five-minute break is a little, is like stepping outside and that's your reward uh, if you're using a Pomodoro method, or whether you get a big task done and you can reward yourself by watching a funny video. I, it sounds so silly, but it's just something to look forward to. Okay, after I get all of this paperwork done that I have to do, uh, maybe it's going to take me 30 minutes. After that 30 minutes is up, I'm going to reward myself. Even if I don't get it done, I'm going to spend 30 or 25 focused minutes. And then I'm going to reward myself in, during this five-minute break. I'm going to go get a piece of dark chocolate from the cupboard. Or I'm going to, I don't know, do an easier task for the next 25 minutes and find a different workspace while you do it. Change up your environment. Just rewarding yourself in little ways. Do something that is going to fill you up. I get that some people say like rewards aren't good. It's not good to do that, but I am all for them. So take it or leave it. I hope you're enjoying today's episode, but I wanted to take a quick break to introduce you to our sponsor, Public Goods. Public Goods is your one-stop shop for sustainable, high quality, everyday essentials. They're made from clean ingredients at an affordable price. They have everything from coffee to toilet paper to shampoo and pet food. It's your new everything store, and it's thoughtfully designed for the conscious consumer. So when you're trying to shop consciously, it can be hard. Rather than buying from a bunch of single product brands, public goods members can buy all their premium essentials in one place. I love that they ethically source everything. They search the globe to find clean, healthy, eco-friendly, and innovative products. And they obsessively develop their products to be free of the unhealthy ingredients and harmful additives that you can still commonly find on drugstore and grocery store shelves. They're committed to making their products healthy and safe for humans, animals, and the environment. And I'm personally obsessed with their dental floss. Their dental floss is super simple ingredients and it comes in the cutest little glass tube that's refillable so you're not constantly using up a bunch of plastic just for your dental floss containers. 
And I also love their chocolate-covered almonds are amazing. I'm obsessed with them. I eat the whole bag in a day. It's not good, but it is good. And one of my favorite things is that they use a membership model to keep costs low and pass on more savings to their customers. And you can make your first purchase with no obligation. So we worked out a deal for the With Intention listeners. Public Goods is giving you $15 off your first order with no minimum purchase. You have nothing to lose. You can go to publicgoods.com slash intention or use code intention at checkout. That's publicgoods, P-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S.com forward slash intention to receive $15 off your first order. All right, let's get back to today's episode. Now I want to shift focus to the idea of working from home with kids. This is part-time work work in the margins. If you want to make a little bit of money uh, from home and you're, you stay home with your kids, but you don't know where or how you could possibly fit in that time, these are some tips for you. Whether you're starting your own business or you're just like working for a company part-time, there are so many options out there. I worked for Yelp part-time for a couple of years from home and I could structure my time however I wanted to but it's something that I sometimes had to figure out how do I do this in the margins of my full-time job. And then I worked for a small bed and breakfast when I did have my daughter. And again, I had to find out where do I put this work time in? How do I put these 15 hours a week in, in the margins of my day? And then I started my podcast and that became my job. And again, I had to think about how do I fit this in, in the margins of my day? And I'm honestly, I'm still doing that. How do I fit my podcast in in the margins of now, again, my full-time job and while I also am a mom? Crazy times. But it is possible. Of course, it looks different for everyone. Of course, we all have different numbers of kids, different ages of kids. These are simply tips from my experience. So again, take them or leave them. The number one, absolutely number one tip that I have is ask for help. I have done this in several different ways, whether it's asking for childcare for like literally four hours a week, paying for it or asking a family member for it to really have focused work time for bigger projects that really need a couple of hours of your focus. I would sometimes ask my husband and I would, there was a long period of time where I would leave uh, my house on Saturday mornings for at least four hours and work during that focus time might not be as easy to leave your house, but maybe you can find a corner of your house where you can hide and do that. If you have a supportive family member or a spouse or a friend that can take your kids for four hours or more or less, it doesn't have to be a certain amount of hours. It's whatever you need, whatever you can get. Just don't be afraid to ask for help. Another thing that kind of goes along with that is don't feel guilty about getting childcare if you need it for a little bit of work time. I know that's something I felt so guilty about. If it was work that I loved to do and I was able to find it, margins of time for it, I felt guilty about asking for childcare for that. And I don't know why other than our culture wants us to think a mom's day should look a certain way. So if you feel that way for any reason whatsoever, just throw that out the door. The second tip I have is to block your time. Whether you have a block of time that you can use at nap time, if you would wake up in the morning earlier and you'd be able to get a block of time towards your work during that time, or after bedtime, you can have a block of time. Find a block of time during your day that you can dedicate to work. Whether that's 30 minutes or an hour or two hours, 
I used to find two hours in the mornings, two hours at nap time. Sometimes I'd do another 30 minutes after bedtime if I needed to finish something up. And that is how I got things done for two straight years, is blocks of time in the mornings, blocks of time at nap time. Of course, everyone's day looks different. Everyone's productivity levels at those times of day looks different. But if you are going to try to work in the margins, there is a level of you kind of have to use the time that you have. So if you look at your day and think this is the only time that I have to be productive is early in the morning, then you're going to have to wake up earlier. Or at night, this is the only time of the day where I can possibly be productive. You're going to have to do it. You're going to have to either stay up a little later um, and then, you know, maybe hopefully sleep a few extra minutes in the morning. And I get it. It's easy to think like, woe is me. I don't have any time to put towards this job that I want or to put towards making money. But remember, this is a privilege that we even get this option to make money from home. So how can you make it happen if this is something that you truly want? Number three, and this is going to be controversial, and I'm going to get some people who hate me for this. You might need to use a screen. If you want to make money from home, or even more so if you need to make money from home, which I did, you might have to use a screen every once in a while. And it doesn't have to be excessive, but... You might have to allow your kids to watch a movie once or twice or three times or however many times a week that you need to. Or you might need to use the iPad or you might need to let them watch a TV show at a certain time of day and get a super focused and quick 30 minutes of work done during that time. Obviously align it to your values and how you think of screens. And if you think they are a terrible thing, then don't do this. You don't have to listen to me. But... I'm going to tell you right now that this is something I had to use at some point or another to get work done. And there are times now where my daughter has to be home with me and I have to be working throughout the day. And this is sometimes what I have to use is a screen every once in a while so I can get some things done. If COVID sends lots of people home again and sends your kids home with you, you might have to use screens and you might have to have grace for yourself and you might have to remind yourself that your kids will turn out okay in the end. Number four, realistic expectations need to be present if you are trying to work in the margins with kids at home or if you are sent home from work full-time to work full-time at home and your kids are sent home from school and everyone's home together, which maybe happened for a lot of us earlier this year, and let's be honest, it might happen again. We all need to have realistic expectations on ourselves, realistic expectations on our kids. I could tell that I was getting escalated whenever my daughter would, she would get escalated whenever I was working. She wanted my attention. And I would easily escalate in those moments. I'm just trying to get one thing done. And she's crawling all over me. Like she can't even take one break from crawling all over me. That kind of thing would escalate me. And I could easily become the mom that I did not want to become. So in those moments, I had to remind myself, I need realistic expectations on her. She is one years old or two years old or three years old. She does not understand why mommy is not giving her the attention that I usually do. I am frustrated because I know I want to get this one thing done, but can we put some realistic expectations here and realize that I'm not going to get it done right now, and if I do, it's going to be at the expense of my sanity and 
my child who really needs my attention right now. So I'm going to table this for a couple more hours. And realistically, the world is probably not going to cave in if I do that. Okay, so that's just one example of realistic expectations. But realistically, if you are working from home in the margins, there's going to be a ton of things. Or if you're working full-time from home and there are kids there, there's going to be a ton of things that get in your way, a ton of roadblocks, a ton of things that distract you. So just set your expectations, set the bar a little bit lower. And number five, get your kids involved in some way. A lot of times when I do have to do work, I have a long enough desk that I will pull up another chair right beside me and I will put some paper out so my daughter can color. Do I have the most productive work time during those moments? No. Do I get some work done? Yes. Is it better than handing her a screen? Sometimes (laughs) it makes me feel better uh, bringing her in and allowing her to be next to me while I work. I also have a whiteboard that she often will scribble on that's right by my desk. So these are things that I've done in the past. These are things that I do now. If I do have to uh, get some podcast work done in the margins while she is home with me. So getting them involved to whatever degree, to whatever the age they are, if they are wanting your attention or they are feeling neglected because you have to spend time on work, don't feel guilty. Don't feel like you're a bad mom. But how can you bring them into it in some way? Whether it's sitting, letting them sit on your lap while you're typing an email. You know, your hand might get hit out of the way like four times. But again, bringing back those realistic expectations that this is just what it is. It's not going to look perfect and we're all going to be okay. The work's going to get done. We are truly lucky that we get to do this. The internet allows us to be home and we are able to do this next to our kids. So those are the tips that I have for you. Overall, what comes to mind is just gratitude and having the right mindset about it is going to make all the difference. I hope some or one of these tips helped you in some way. And if you have a friend that works from home or wants to start working from home, send this their way. Hopefully it will help them as well. Super grateful for you for sharing the podcast, sharing it with a friend or even sharing it on Instagram. If you know you have other friends on there who work from home, I truly and honestly hope that COVID does not get bad enough again, that everyone is sent home and has to work from home again. If you are back to work even, but I know a lot of us are still in the work from home situation anyways, including myself. And I also know that if that does happen and if you still are able to keep your job and working from home again we've got to lean on the gratitude that we are able to do that all right friends that's all i have for today i hope you enjoyed this episode and i will talk to you right back here again next week seeking the truth never gets old Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.